Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, go with me. They are indeed scared of my music. Welcome, everybody, to the Chad Duke Show. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Big Shooter, formerly on the radio, currently fired, so fired, now the proprietor of the Chad Dukes Show, broadcasting live from beautiful palatial downtown Fairfax, Virginia. Several ways for you to get a hold of us. Uh, leave us a voicemail anytime you like, 385-645-5375. You can email us, mailbag at chaddukeshow.com. And if you're listening to this, it means you found us on Spotify, you found us on iTunes, you found us wherever you find your free podcasts. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Please subscribe. Uh, go ahead and give us that five-star review that we need so much. And uh, you will get a free episode each and every Friday featuring what you could be experiencing Monday through Friday if you subscribe to The Chad Duke Show. And you can do so by going to chaddukeshow.com right now. You're going to get a brand new episode at 2 o'clock every day, just like I used to do on the radio. Unfettered, uncensored. It's a lot of fun. And you're going to get a little taste of that today on the program. I am joined by my executive producer, Eric Pickle. EP, we call him. Tor, Gigantor, is with me here live in the studio. Hello, Tor. How are you? I'm good. It feels good to be closing out the week on a, on a high note for the listeners here with this nice episode. It's interesting because you say close out the week. People that are listening to this, I'm guessing, are takers, and they haven't subscribed, or some of them have, I'm sure, but uh, they don't know what they've missed, and it's just been a tremendous launch week for us here at the Chad Duke Show. Uh, some of the highlights, we had Joe Theismann on the program, we had Sean Salisbury on the program, little Jimmy Norton, who you're going to hear from today. Uh, we had some fun playoff discussion, movie discussion. We did a live stream on Monday. Basically, Tor, what I figured out here very early on, sky's the limit. There's really not a limit to what we can do and how much we want to do and when we can do it. Uh, to that end, if you're listening to this on Friday, what is today's date? Time is a flat circle. 15th? Yes. As we are recording this, it is January 15th. Tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, we will be on Facebook Live. We're going to be doing a live show, free show. You can pop in and watch for free. It's going to be, um, these are kind of silly shows. And not silly. Like the, the Facebook Live stream shows, they're, they're silly. You know, we're just hanging out, having a few drinks and having some fun. The Daily Show, not that Daily Show, but the show that we do daily, Paul Semtex Daily, is a show. It's a real show. Uh, it's I think it's very funny. It's light. Um, I'm going to lay it out for you right now because I know if you haven't heard it yet, if you one of our wonderful subscribers or founding members, and by the way, 
Thank you to them. Uh, way more people willing to fork over a couple of shekels for the show than I thought, and that is much appreciated. allows us to keep building and growing and reinvesting in the show, and uh, that's what's most important to me. But um, we don't do politics. Uh, we don't do riots. We don't do COVID. We don't do any of the stuff that you can't seem to escape. And you say, well, Dukes, why is that? It's what's going on in the world. Well... Uh, it is my experience that every single television station, every single radio station, every single website is all about this stuff ad nauseum. Uh, if you go to a movie blog, it ain't just about movies anymore. If you go to a sports blog, it ain't just about sports anymore. And a lot of people want that, and that's fine, but um, this, I, I want to have fun. I'm, I'm done with all of that. I, I've been in formats. I've been with people. I've been, I've been doing a lot of radio where there are a lot of different constraints I just I hopefully want to make people laugh. I want to have fun selfishly, and that's that's what this show is going to be about. And I think, Tor, we've done that. Like, that was the mission statement, Jerry Maguire style, at the beginning of this thing. I think the first week we hit the nail right on the head. I think that we had the um, our idea set in motion, and we carried it out to a T of what we wanted to, uh, to do, content-wise. That's true. And what you all need to know is that Tor's 22. And so there's a lot of hijinks and jocularity that comes up from his footwear alone. You're, you're going to hear an episode. We put an episode in the can for next week, if you're a subscriber to the Chad Duke Show, where he says something so egregious, uh, asks if he should do something that is so obviously something that should have already been done. And it's just fun as I'm 41 or whatever I am. I, don't, I always forget. I got to look up how old I am. I'm in my, my early 40s. And I look at Tor, and I'm like, oh, he likes radio. You know, he likes hanging out. He likes football. It's, we were kind of the same guy. I'm like, oh, I'm closer to his dad's age than I am to his age. He hasn't done things that he should have done. And that comes up on the show. And it's a lot of fun. I don't know if it's fun for you. It is fun for me. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so today, just to set it up, oh, a couple of quick, quick things. Yeah, subscribe, please. Go to ChadDukeShow.com. Subscribe. Um, I've been getting these texts and tweets. Tor, I love this. People telling me what they canceled to subscribe to our show. That's a good bit. So my buddy Jimmy Hat tweeted me. He said, hey, man, uh, canceled Netflix and SiriusXM, so technically you're saving me seven bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man. I love hearing those success stories of us saving people money. Uh, but go subscribe. I think the product will speak for itself. Uh, you Certainly, if you were a big Owen Dukes or loaded subscriber, you're getting way more bang for your buck. Uh, but if look, I get it. If it's not on the cards, if you don't have it in the budget, you got something here. You know, you could listen to this each and every Friday. We're going to do live streams for free. We're going to do a lot of stuff for free. Uh, but I think if you do subscribe to the show, it will indeed show its worth very, very soon. So um, today you're going to hear uh, a couple of really great things. One is you're going to hear from uh, James Jimmy Norton, star of the movie Spider-Man and the Jim and Sam show on Sirius XM. Perhaps you've seen him do a stand-up comedy. Uh, complete mensch, just a, a great guy uh, and a guy that is I, I've looked up to and uh, enjoyed his comedy for years and years and years. And he um, is always generous with his time with me, and I'm greatly appreciated for that. So you get some of that. Sean Salisbury, by the way, Sean Salisbury, who's come on every single radio show I've ever done. Sean Salisbury Uncensored Tour is about as good as it gets. <laughs> I mean, listening to that guy, first of all, cursing's great. Uh, we just love it so much. And he's a good cursor. There's people that when they curse, you can tell they're just doing it for the sake of the profanity. Right. He is such a natural cursor. And it was so wonderful <laughs> to hear him talk about current sports with all of that foul language. It was just a hoot. He just felt like a, a, a I don't know why, he felt kind of ornery, but in a nice way. That's it, exactly it, it how just... he is. He's great. And so you'll get 
some of that. And then um, this past Monday, we did our first Facebook live stream, and uh, we, we had some topics to get to, but we started off trying to raise a little money. There's a donations tab on chaddukeshow.com. You can donate. If you donate over 50 bucks, you get a verbal nod on the show. And so we were encouraging people to do that, and if they did, they'd be rewarded with um, one of our listeners chugging a beer live on camera, and that went horribly wrong. <laughs> Just absolutely hideously off the rails. It was a listener who uh, is well noted as didn't like to chug beer. No, doesn't particularly care for beer, which I don't understand. And I was complaining that the beer was too cold, that there were too many bubbles, and I believe... <laughs> I don't want to say vomit occurred within two to three sips of beer taking place, but it potentially happened. So it's basically just a little decoupage of what happened on the program this past week to kind of wet your whistle and let you know what's going on. All right. So subscribe wherever you look for your podcast. We'll be here each and every Friday. And if you'd like more, you can go to the chaddukeshow.com. Let's get started with um, little uh, mom, pa Norton's baby boy, Mr. Jim Norton right here on The Chad Duke Show. It is The Chad Duke Show. Not yet, not yet, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's none none other than Jim Norton. Hey, you dropped something. I've heard you, I mean, I've just heard so much of that. You still, I had just chills run up my spine. I'm like, oh my God, I must have done something wrong. (laughs) Always getting got, no matter how exposed I've been to your humor, my friend. How are you, James Norton? I'm very good, and uh, I was just doing... uh, chip cameos and I'm, it's funny i have one more to do after we're done so that's kind of what i spend my day doing like there's just there's not much else to do there's no gig so for the last nine months i've just been focusing on chip it's crazy i do cameos and um i actually dig them i first of all it's, it's somewhat it's somewhat flattering um but yeah. jim norton i tried to book a cameo through jim norton and i realized he's not on chip chipperson is the only representation how did that come to be well they're both on i say they're both we are both on um but uh jim i i jumped on way later than oh jim. I, I just did it because um they i gotten contacted by cameo so many times and i'm like you know what why not um i didn't think anybody would want them but I'm like hey let me sign up and see and all of a sudden, like a lot of people booked them and they were fun to do. They're much more fun as Chip than they are as me. Like, uh, like because Chip is just, it's such nonsense that I never care if a joke sucks or if I'm, in, you know, if it's awkward or weird, like it all works. So uh, I, I really like them too, man. I think they're fun. They are. And when did the stigma go away though? Because I remember doing a segment on my radio show, which I was fired from. Um, that I was like, oh, this is kind of sad that all these big-time celebrities yeah. are jumping on Cameo. And I feel like that stigma has completely gone away. When did that happen? You know, I'll be honest. We did the same type of segment, too. You know, yeah, with these <laughs> fucking assholes. What are you, desperate? What are you, a fucking hooker? Why don't you suck a dick? Hey, Jim, we'd like to have you on. Sure, we'd be happy to be there. Be right over. <laughs> you know, because when the stigma went away was you realize <clears throat> that the rebellion against it is bullshit. Like, like, why would I, like, cause if I was a fan of somebody, like, you know, years ago, and I wanted to get like, hey, if I could get, you know, Ozzy or Gene Simmons to say something for a reasonable, pro- would I do it? Yeah, I probably would. It would have been a fun thing to book if I had a little extra money and I wanted to book something like that. It's such an off to the side item that what's the, the matter? There's nothing wrong with doing it. So the rebellion against it was silly. The only ones that I really 
still look at and go are fucking gross are some of the people that are charging a thousand dollars and doing them for like 30 seconds like it's 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 a goddamn man like i know you're worth a lot of money and it's hard to make it worth it worth it for you if you're like a you know a boxer or something but geez, every one that Chip does is two minutes. I, every cameo, they don't go much beyond that, but two minutes is a, a minimum of the amount of time I'll do. Uh, and then you have Dice on the other end who will do like five minute cameos. You ever see Dice's? They're hilarious. He, he just sits there and he has a real conversation with the fucking phone. He's out of his mind. I was about to tell when I first got fired and I hadn't started this thing up yet, I was doing my big hook was five minute cameos and I didn't think anybody would be in the market. And I got about 70 of them and I realized that I did more speaking that day than I did for my stupid sports talk radio show. So, yeah, it's I think the value is there. If people can smell out a cash grab, though, don't you think like I don't think if you're charging for serious, you're charging for a ticket. Like if Charlie Sheen is going out and doing a live show and it's 55 bucks a ticket, I would like to I think the audience is savvy enough to smell a cash grab, and I doubt they think they're going to get that if they book you or Chip on on Cameo. Yeah, and, and you know, it's almost like, well, people forget, like, people who criticize it forget, like, this is our job. Like, you're, you're saying to me, like, you know, or people will go, what are you looking doing Cameos for? Like, I've stood on meet and greet lines for over 15 years, and nobody was ever compelled to buy anything. I took photos for free. I talked to people for free. I've never said no to a photo. So it's not like I've been in this hard-to-reach guy. So if somebody wants something extra, they want to get it, uh, that's great. But, like, you know what I mean? It is a job, too. And it's like, hey, I would love to have a network gig, but I don't. So, you know, people who begrudge us for fucking making a living and doing stuff is just silly. What is it like for you? Um, I know your affinity for Ozzy. And yes, um, I like this is going to sound like patronizing a little bit, but I feel like I have a similar situation with you where comedically, you know, I started listening to you at a very early age and it's kind of influenced my career. And then, you know, we know each other a little bit. And you've always been very generous to me. So it's like this thing I'm kind of proud of that I've established in my life. I feel like that's you and Ozzy work on a different level when he, this is one of the most notable musical figures in the history of mankind. And now you're close, you know, you're, you would know you and and have you in his home and all these stories that you've told about it. Does that newness wear off? What what is it like to have lived through that and cultivated that relationship? Well, it's, I mean, believe me, I am a lot more accessible to you than Ozzy is to me. (laughs) I mean, you and you and I are a lot closer than Ozzy and I, Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's great. Like, but you know, like if I, if I send a text and he doesn't text back for a while, like I notice it like, ah, fuck, I was hoping he would, um, but he does text back. Like, it's really weird um, to send him a text and have him write back. Um, or to have him uh, write, hey, Jim, how you doing? Like, you know, we talk about the pandemic or how crazy he's going and the fucking sitting in the house all day. So it's a weird thing, but it happened over years and years of interviewing him. And it was almost like I didn't feel as crazy about it because I had sat with him, just me and him for an hour and had a conversation and taped it like, for you know, to promote his record. Or I had interviewed Sabbath. So like after enough times of talking to them, I figure like, hey, man, I've helped him promote a lot. Like he knows that I'm not just I don't want anything from him. Sure. So it became a little bit easier just for having talk, spent as much time talking to him as I have. And I think he knew my energy. And Sharon likes me because she knows I don't want anything from them. I'm not ever trying to make them look bad. So I kind of felt comfortable just because it's been years and years of, of, of talking to him. 
Do you ever, like, would you ever want to, I mean, Florentine has just completely saturated himself in that, you know, walk of life. And I feel like if you wanted to, you certainly could do more of that. And I know you've done the music shows and I love the stuff on the Boneyard and everything that's happened. But is that, you know, you're so synonymous now with the UFC to go along with your comedy. Have you ever just, you know, thought about maybe, hey, I, I could also explore this side of my interests? You know, it's funny. Sorry about that noise in the background. Just basically, uh, you know, I, I, Jim knows and like Jameson, those guys know a lot more. You know, obviously Eddie Trunk, they know so much more about sure. music than I do. I don't know if I could do a music thing that would hold up with the integrity that those things have to have to do them for real. Like my one-hour boneyard show, I was doing, but people were emailing me in playlists. Hey, send me a 13-song playlist. Like, it was fun because I really did let people choose the songs, and I would talk a little bit and throw and occasionally, uh, you know, do some interviews on that show. So, you know, Scott Ian or somebody from Pantera. Like, it was really fun to do. But um, I don't know if there's anything I'd want to do full-time. I would rather do, uh, you know, UFC and, and what I'm doing. And, and now there's also Chip, too, which is really time-consuming and life-ruining. <laughs> <laughs> All the wardrobe the wardrobe changes alone, I would imagine, monopolizes most of your day. Dude, I spent so much money on fucking on, on jackets, on fucking uh, outfit changes, all this weird stuff. And now that I'm doing these, I, I'm on Patreon. I'm doing these uh, virtual reality chip videos, chip in VR, immersive VR. It's first of all, it's really fun. But it's like it's 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 a long time to say you got to set up a blue screen, you got to put a blue screen on the floor, you got to get the camera right, you got to you know sync up the sound, I got to pay somebody to edit it. Like it's a whole fucking operation. When you're doing all of that, let me ask you about you haven't lost any of kind of what brought your audience to the table, which is an edge to your comedy and how ruthless you'll be to your yourself in all of this. Yeah. How much different is your approach when you're working out material for something that's going to be on Netflix or something that might be on TBS? Because, you know, the second things hit the Internet, people that aren't Jim Norton fans are going to see it and be offended by it. How do you compensate for that when you do the type of comedy that you do? You know, it's weird. I I think I have mellowed a bit as I've gotten older. Like, again, being 52 and, you know, like I'm not the same person I was at like 35. But my and my standup approach is 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 like I don't I, I kind of like to make people laugh with what I want to make them laugh at now. Like you know, like like twenty something years ago, it was like I was so happy just to be killing, and I still want to kill, but it has to be saying something that I, I kind of want to say. Hmm. Like I like to rope people in in a way, like and and point out how you 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 can't do a rape joke, but you can do a Ted Bundy document like if i can find something funny in that and make it together it feels good so my approach is a little bit different but i never worry about look i mean people finding my jokes on the internet because again i have been such a piece of shit on stage for 30 <laughs> years like what, what J- jim norton's a rude comedian who the fuck is gonna be surprised by that that's what i've made my living doing you know um so i think with certain comics people kind of know that's what you do and it's like hey if you're coming after me you better go after Stephen King for killing uh, children in his books. Because if not, I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. But unfortunately, people out there don't make a lot of sense when they're going on these no, they're fucking idiots. witch-burning they're fucking campaigns. Idiots. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, what happened to Jason Ellis at SiriusXM? How did that whole thing come to fruition? You know, I found out about it after it happened. Um, I don't know. I think it was just a contract that didn't get renewed. Hmm. Um, and, and I know Ellis, I think, has a new project. But I didn't hear anything... 
like there was any issue or, or whatever. He says he got fired. Um, so maybe they had promised to renew it and didn't. I, I, I honestly don't know because they don't. T- I haven't talked to Jason and they don't tell us anything. Sure. Like they would never come to us and give us deep inside info about somebody else's contractual um, dealings. So that was what I heard was that they, they just didn't renew his contract. Um, well, I'm asking you about other people. Have you spoken to Artie at all recently, Artie Lang? No, I haven't talked to Artie in maybe since the whole pandemic. I, mean, I, I text Artie every once in a while. Uh, the number will come up as changed and I don't have it. So I have to ask somebody for it or I'll just get a random text from him and he'll go, hey, it's my new number. Uh, but no, I haven't talked to Artie in a while, but I, I asked somebody about him and they said he's doing well. He's just really laying low, but he's doing very well. That's, that was, good. that's what I've heard. That's good. When you were doing that tour with him and Amy Schumer and all that and all that, I just, that was such a crazy time because, you know, first of all, there's these monster comedians, like all these A-list comedians, but you had Stern fans and ONA fans kind of occupying the same space. And from what it sounded like, everybody was getting along. What, what was that patch of comedy like for you? Awesome. Uh, the anti-social tour, yeah. I, I hosted them and, and we had different lineups. Like uh, one lineup was, my, I think the first lineup was myself, Jim Brewer, Bill Burr, David Tell. Uh, it was an incredible uh, lineup. Uh, we also had um, uh, Stanhope was on some of them. Artie Lang was on some of them. Amy was on some of them. And I, I am sure I'm forgetting some people too. Uh, but there was a really good rotating lineup. It really depended on those guys' availability too, like you know when they were around. Uh, but that was so much fun, dude. Uh, you, you were just you were working with fucking great comedians that that were just legitimately fun to be around. I I, I loved. It. I just found a picture. It's funny. For it might have been like 2009 or whatever of myself with Dave, Bill, and uh, Brewer outside the Pentagon. We went in there and we talked to wounded warriors. You know, just like the kind of, you know, entertainers in town, you go in and talk to these soldiers. And these guys have had their arms blown off and they're in wheelchairs. You know, they, they've been injured. And you, you, don't, you don't want to say the wrong thing, but Dave Attell was so great. Like, Attell was just, they loved him because he would just walk up to go, hey, man, what the fuck happened? And the guy was like, <laughs> oh, man, I put a and landmark. Like, they, he was just so comfortable asking about their injuries. And they, you know, these are soldiers, so they weren't gun shy about it. They were just, they were comfortable just to talk. But Dave was so great, man. They, they loved Attell. The, um, the the comedians that you've worked with um, and the guys, it's it's fun. I go back and I look at all those years uh, with um, with ONA and the guys that would just come in and sit in. And you've enjoyed an enormous amount of success. I, I saw a picture of you that you posted of on Twitter of um, Patrice looking at you and he was saying something disparaging about what you were wearing at the time. I believe is yeah. what you were inferring. What what type of a star would that guy be right now today if he was still with us? You know, he the, the, the sad thing about uh, Patricia, I mean, besides the fact that he, I, he was my friend, was that, like, he was getting more and more recognition being who he was. Like, you know, uh, at that Comedy Central roast, uh, the Charlie Sheen roast, I think he was so good at An Elephant in the Room is so great. Yeah, it's awesome. And I never even watched the whole thing. I, I was there for part of the tape. He taped two shows in uh, The Village, and I went down, and I think I saw him, uh, in between the first and second shows, uh, you know, he, he was so great and, and, and be, being so naturally funny. And I and look naturally when someone dies, people like go after all their stuff. And, oh my God, look at this, look at this, like, you, you know, and then the whole catalog people, because they know it's a completed work. So people want to kind of, you know, absorb as much as they can. Uh, but he was really moving 
in a really good direction. So it's, it sucks even more because he did care what people thought about him. And Patrice got to a point, you know, he's 40 years old and or 41, whatever he was. And, and, you know, it's like it mattered to him, like some of the mistakes he made, the bridges he had burned. And he was going through that period where you're like, man, I'm not. He started apologizing to some people that he had had, like, you know, shitty arguments with. Uh, you know, like it, all of us, you just you grow up and you. Uh, you know, you just, you, you start to reevaluate the way you saw things five years before that, you know? Yeah. I think he would have been a fucking, a, a huger star now, obviously. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. Smooth dulcet tones of one Chris Stapleton one of the best out there doing it right now and it doesn't shock me it doesn't shock me at all that a man with great taste in radio shows great taste in movies great taste in most things has great taste in music I'm joined by my brother from another mother host of the Sean Salisbury show sports talk 790 in the H town former nfl quarterback and friend of shows i've been doing for well over a decade mr sean salisbury is with me on the chad dukes show and that is such a cool thing to say sal's great to catch up with you buddy how are you even better to catch up with you i'm doing great my man yeah my guy chris stapleton uh tennessee whiskey it's a good 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 time to have it heading into the new year as we're kicking into january in the playoffs but man it's so great to hear your voice and uh proud of you and, and always honored to join you my man I, I mean i've had so many highs and lows and so many different shows and uh god knows you know you're a national brand you could have you know d- decided to move on any number of times and never have and I'm, I'm always grateful for that you're one of the first guys i texted and said man if i get you on the new show that would be great you immediately said of course and that's something i won't forget and I'm really, I'm really happy you're a Stapleton guy. We were talking about you and I haven't spoken a lot about music, but we chew a lot of the same dirt there. How, how versatile is this guy as a singer songwriter? I friggin' love him, man. You know I do, and people there, there may be some out there say, well, what, what are you talking about? Let's. He just got a little bit of, and you and I were also talking about little bluegrass country with sure. some of our favorite artists and stuff. I, I'm a huge fan. He's one of those guys. Every time when I hear him, I think, okay. And you're right, the versatility which is phenomenal but that the, the song that you open the show with is uh i picture myself sitting by with you know three or four of my best buds and cigar and the ladies are out there with us and we got a little bit of single malt scotch and or well tennessee whiskey and he's actually sitting there with us you know what i mean yeah that's the way i feel it's like it's hard not to feel good when i hear his music and i'm a, I'm a, a diehard fan and i'm hoping when all this stuff ends and we can go back to concerts that he's one of them for me sooner than later yeah i agree um if there's a band he was in called the steel drivers that were a blue, yes. bluegrass band 10 out of 10 he yep. had a, he's got a southern rock band sounds that not a lot of people know about called the johnson brothers where he just completely rocks and he can do the soul thing he can do the r&b thing i mean it's crazy listening to one of his albums because people are like, oh, it's country music. Well, listen to it all the way through because you're going to hear about 15 different genres of music. I was music. about to say, I'm about to say, if you want to get to every single, if you want to go through a range of emotions or voice or what this guy is, this isn't just country. You're exactly right. He can jam. He can do it all. Why people like Justin Timberlake want to have a, you know, a duet with him and why, I mean, I, I know you've heard Timberlake and him do Tennessee Whiskey oh, together as well. I mean, so it, it is... 
Yeah, the versatility when you're welcoming in. If, if somebody, if you're not shut off to great music, and you did, and, or if you just say I don't like country, but you like music, and you like a guy who's versatile, and you want to appreciate a guy who's got ability in a lot of different ways, and a lot of different voices, and a lot of different types of music, that's one person right there who can do it all. I'm a huge fan. I think he's highly underrated. Completely agree. Even with all the awards and all the album sales, somehow I completely agree. He's somehow still yep. underrated. Um, for those that don't know, I, Sal's, I got a lot of different cross-sections of humanity listening to me now from podcasts I've done, the sports talk shows, so I'm, I'm trying to you know, ingratiate everybody. You do radio in Houston right now. I, I can't even imagine. There, there were those days where I used to tweet out, you know, when Dwayne Haskins was cut, when Ron Rivera's hired, it's like, well, time to tear up the show prep because I'm just going to open up the phone lines, put my feet up, and this thing's going to drive itself. Multiply that times three with what's going on there with your football teams and your basketball teams. What is it like doing sports talk in that town right now? Well, you know how sometimes in our job, you say you could, you can't imagine. Oh, you could imagine because you know exactly what the <laughs> hell's going on here, okay? You know how sometimes you'll say, oh, let me, it's January. We, we just came off of the baseball's trying to figure out if it's when it's going to start. The NBA's got new protocols and, and, and that, and the football team didn't make the playoffs. And then you throw in, oh, Harden, uh, what's the Deshaun Watson, uh, J.J. Watt calling, you know, from uh, frustrated with his teammates. Dude, this is when you – sometimes when you throw shit against the wall, it doesn't stick. This not only sticks, <laughs> the whole wall is painted a different color because <laughs> meaning, oh, my gosh, it was, it, it was a, you know, brown, and now we've got a – it went to teal, and now it's white because no matter what topic you throw in, in, in Houston right now, it sticks because everybody wants to talk James Harden. Everybody wants to talk J.J. Watt. Everybody wants to talk to Sean Watson. And uh, for the most part, it ain't good. Right. And then you're going to lose. You're going to lose George Springer. So when you I, the Watson talk has got people beside themselves. Right. James James Harden here with, with you know a great player. We've always known that. We've always known he's selfish as hell too, uh, but can score on anybody. But when he when, when you decide to shit on your teammates at the very end and say they're not very talented. And he knew we knew he wanted out. I mean, we knew it by the way he approached the preseason, the things he said. But the reality is, when you 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 can piss in my face and tell me it's raining anytime, I can see through it. But when fans have supported you, Daryl Morey, when he was here in this franchise, has not only rolled out the red carpet, but when you say jump, they all jump. They they go to a bridge and say, "Where do you want me to jump?" And giving you any move you want, and then for you to go to your teammates who showed up on time, and new teammates, and. John Wall and Cousins trying to buy in and a new coach and then just to call them out and say they're not talented enough and you've yeah. done everything you can. Yeah, I think it was a horseshit way to go out. And it went from a guy a year ago that people wanted to say Giannis should win the MVP, it should be hardened, to the point of let me show you the door and don't let it hit you in the ass on the way out. I don't have a problem with his personal life. I got a problem when you shit on teammates and treat the fans that way and go out like that and say it can't be fixed. It can't be fixed because he didn't want it fixed, but he got his way. And I'll still go on record and say they're not winning an NBA championship. He'll be more disruptive. He'll score, but he'll be more disruptive than he will than he will helpful, in my opinion. I still don't think they're going to be an NBA champion. Now, I may be wrong, and I'll stand up and cheer if they are, but this this Houston sports scene, and if they decide to try and trade Watson, that'll shut down the, the building on Kirby where the Texans are quicker than, than 10 take, uh, cases of COVID, dude. They can't do it. They can't. Um, and just from someone that covered, I mean, I was on doing sports talk when John Wall was drafted. Um, you don't say that stuff about that guy. Like that, that no one is works harder in the community. No one works harder to get back from 
an injury and it's like that's just that's a leader of men right there and that's just not gonna fucking it's not gonna sit right so you just you chose the wrong dude to kind of spray with that yeah. criticism yeah and chad you know what i don't like and, and the phrase uh and, and as we all like to say hey no cap meaning no bs I'm, john wall likes to use that phrase here and i love it is here's a guy who came in and just wanted to buy in and is going to work and Regardless of what you felt about him in Washington, he came here and has done all the right things, man. He actually was a leader in about three days. Yeah. More than James Harden's been in, in almost a decade here. Now, that doesn't mean, like I said, I don't know Harden from Adam, but, you know, other than what he did, I don't care if he goes to strip club. I really don't care. I care that he's a good teammate. And to me, when's the last time, the last time you ever heard anybody when they said, hey, what do you think about James Harden? What's the first thing you say? Hey, man, score on anybody, right? Great offensive player. When's the last time you heard his name and the next word that came out of anybody's damn mouth was, what a great teammate. Hmm. What a great – you don't hear it. So, But if I were to say I can roll through a ball, oh, great player, great teammate, great in the community. You mentioned John Wall. And you know what? We bring in guys, Cousins and Wall, who've had their some of their own issues in the past, are coming here trying to change some things, at least trying to impact, impact it. And I, I'm just not big. You could say anything you want to me. But when fans do everything they can to welcome you and make you make it home for you here for James, I always think that sometimes on your way out the door, it'd be nicer to give a big thanks like the right ones do instead of shit all over the guys that, that, that you know, 14 teammates that are busting their ass for you. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Sean Salisbury joins me on the Chad Dukes show. The, the Sean Watson stuff. Um, I know what you think of him as a quarterback. I know what you think of him as, as a quarterback and his football acumen, Sal, and you, you've been very upfront about it on social media. Um, you know, here in D.C., of course, all the fans all started slobbering all over themselves, thinking, oh, my God, is there a package out there that could get Deshaun Watson out of Houston? There's, there's a short list of guys where you're like, no, under no circumstances, there's nothing that can happen. I got to expect his name to be on it, what are there is nobody that is going to side with the organization over that particular player. What is that ongoing situation like? Chad, do you remember when when they gave up um, DeAndre Hopkins for the second round pick? And to this day, Bill O'Brien could go and win three national championships as a head coach in college. He could go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Do you realize he'll never? He could come back and and be the mayor of this city. Well, he wouldn't win. You realize that they will never forgive him or Jack Easterby for what they did with that, right? That That's one that's going to sure. linger, okay? I'm going to tell you now, honest to God, first of all, you think about the great players, Altuve, you know, Springer, Verlander, James Harden when he was here. There's nobody better at their pro sports craft in this city than Deshaun Watson. Hmm. And to be 4-12 and 12 and to put up MVP numbers, if the, if I just said, Chad, you didn't watch a, 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 a damn thing this football season. And he said, you didn't watch shit. You stayed at home and and, and drank that Tennessee whiskey. You didn't yeah. watch football. And I said, look at Deshaun Watson's numbers and tell me the team's record. You know what you said? Oh, they're 12 and 4. Yeah. They're 11 and 5. And then you look at the rest. And I, I'm telling you, I've, I've seen a lot of teams. I played with some great players. I wasn't one of them, but I've seen them. And I've watched it and watched this game. And I may not be an expert, but I'll damn well tell you, I, I, I know the sport and the position. I, I, have, I have never seen Put it this way, single-handedly, and I, you say, well, single-handedly, got to have a guy snapping the ball. I think people get my gist here, is that I have never seen a guy who literally, if, put it this way, if these, if these guys, if Deshaun Watson's not the quarterback, do you realize that Urban Meyer taking over Jacksonville is now in a battle between Jacksonville 
and Houston, who would have had the first pick, which would have gone to Miami anyway. That's what would have happened. They won four games with a guy that if you're building a team the next seven to ten years around, it's Mahomes and Watson in that order. And there is – period. Now you could throw Lamar or Kyler or if you want – if you still think Russell Wilson's playing eight more years, whatever it is. But for the next decade, it's Mahomes and Watson, period. Yeah. And if Watson was in Kansas City – I'm telling you right now, they'd still be the number one seed. And if Mahomes was in Houston this year, they would be 4-12. and 12. That's how the regard I hold him. And so if Cal McNair is dumb enough, and I mean, it would be the biggest asshole move this city's ever seen. <laughs> it, it, it would. I, I'm telling you, it would be – there would be people standing outside the building on Kirby, which is Kirby Driver, and they would never – matter of fact, I don't know how it, – it's blasphemy. That's how the regard – you spend your whole life – as a general manager, a head coach, an owner, teammates, trying to find this type of guy. You do. So why the hell would you be so crazy? And nobody's here said that they're going to trade him. That was, you know, if Watson's unhappy because they promised. And if you're Cal McNair, if you make a fucking promise to your quarterback, keep it, right? Keep it. At least let him have some input. You don't have to let him make the decision. You made the promise, live by it. All you, it doesn't cost a dime to be honorable and honest and, and gain trust with your players, especially your best one. So, but the, the, to, for, for the Watson thing to even the, the, the consideration that he would even, if it did happen, you spend your whole career trying to find this guy, your whole career. So what do you do? You trade for three first rounders and a player or two. And guess what you got to find? You got to get your ass back in the draft and go and try to find Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so why the hell would I trade him? And, and Chad, you you helped me with this, man. You you followed this game a long time. Have you ever noted known a time when any team with a franchise quarterback who's twenty and I don't just mean franchise, I'm talking about top shelf franchise quarterback and great kid, yeah. great character, great teammate. Have you ever in the mid twenties, have you ever heard of a franchise trading a guy like that? No, Never. That's ridiculous. It, I, I, I not since I've been alive. It, it held. They tried it. Even Matt Stafford, who was on Detroit, and people said, oh, Matt's got to get out of there. He's a great player, and he is. They've never traded him. They've never, they've never traded him. Why the hell would I trade Deshaun Watson to hope that Justin Fields can play like him? Why, If Trevor Lawrence turns out to be Deshaun Watson, he, if, he, if he's that good, then you know what we're going to say? Trevor Lawrence is going to have one hell of a career. Sure. So, uh, listen, they will go – I'll go nuts. My head will explode. I might go down to the to the complex and punch the, uh, Cal McNair right in his throat. I don't, and I not literally, but I'd like to. I, I, I will go fucking out of my mind. But I can tell you this: is it he? I, I, he listen, I, I can't even begin to tell you the volcano that'll happen with me in this city if that happens. Now, I'm hoping Nick Casario, who's been around Bill, who's so qualified for this job. Um, would, would know, say, listen, man, I was in New England for all those years. Uh, you don't get rid of that dude. So even when it, you know, if it came out, of, you know, if it comes out of anybody's mouth, I'm talking about anybody, if somebody on the street, your best buddy, the guy, if it came out of your mouth, Chad, I'd look at you and say, shut your filthy whore mouth. <laughs> don't even bring that to my attention. So, yes, you see how adamant I am about that? I yeah, do. Hey, Sean, I, I've had people, hey, Sean, let's trade him to Washington for Jimmy G and a number one. What? <laughs> and I love Garoppolo. Why would I trade a, a 50 home run hitter who hits 380 for a 275 hitter who hits 22 home runs? Yeah. Who, who, who's younger? I mean, I, I, listen, put the crack pipe away and stop the chatter. This is an untouchable. 
And you know, while I say that, a week and a half from now, you're going to have me on your show. Hey, Deshaun Watson got <laughs> traded. What did you tell me? Dude, I'll, I'll, matter of fact, I'm willing. I, I don't want to say this too loud because it'll. I'm willing to walk to the city he gets traded and if they trade him and raise money for charity. But I'm not going to say that now because they just may be dumb enough in the ownership to do this shit. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. Ant-Man hates chugging beer. Mm -hmm. He always says it's too cold. There's too many bubbles. He starts getting very... He doesn't like being uncomfortable. No, not even in the slightest bit. So... If you, you don't have to donate $50, but if you do, <laughs> Ant-Man's going to chug his beer. Yep. And I guarantee it's going to be worth the $50. Oh, it definitely is. The bitching and the moaning and the kvetching alone. <laughs> and if you want to follow up after he chugs it and then donate another $50, he'll chug another beer. Yeah. Don't do that, please. Not It'd be all. a shame if he had to like line up six or seven of them yeah, right in a row. We, we would not want that. So all you got to do is go to chaddukeshow.com. There's a little uh, little <laughs> me- drop-down menu. You can click donate, and Josh is monitoring it. If anybody does, we'll yeah. get the hot call, and uh, we'll hit the alarm, and then Ant-Man will chug his beer through his mask. Yeah, you donate $50, everyone's happy, Ant-Man's really unhappy, Yeah, and then the show goes on. And that's all we really care yeah. about around here. This will be the thing, though. That's it. We'll just, that's the alarm right there. We'll hit that, and we know that Ant-Man's got to chug a beer. And you can see it's like us and the Adam Carolla show when it comes to the complexity of our sound effects. <laughs> Here, you want to hear my two sound effects yeah, that I have? Yeah. You ready? I have this one, All right. and I have this one. <laughs> and I, I went to Tor, and I said, Tor, I like Seinfeld as much as anybody. What am I going to use that for? He's like, I just really like Seinfeld Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of weird that those are the first two. Like, the buzzer, first okay, two. I can get it. <laughs> are the only two. <laughs> That's it. So, when the donate, donation comes in, it's the buzzer. Then when Ant-Man is chugging, it's the Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe both. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. hold on. Maybe Seinfeld is walking in, and then the buzzer goes off. So, here he comes. Kramer's across the hallway. <laughs> Spin off his mat. There you go. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Time to chug one. All right. Hey, man, do you want to show people what it's like? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take you outside and I'll show you what it's like. <laughs> I watched that episode the other oh, day. That's so good. Tremendous. Um, so that's going on. That, that'll just be happening. If you want to go to ChadDukeShow.com, donate. Ant-Man will chug a beer. That's it. And it'll All be right. fun for everybody. Well, the reason we're here is that uh, much of the first couple of episodes, I think, of the show being back are going to focus on stuff I missed when I was off the air. It was unable to comment on because I was fired, so fired, and everybody quit the podcast. As they generally do, I'm surprised. <laughs> Tor will probably quit halfway through this podcast. Yeah, it's kind of looking a little itchy right now. The only person I can't get to tw- to quit is Jester, but I think that's because he can't get up from behind the table. <laughs> like once he gets back there, like I left Jester last Thursday. Yeah, I was gonna say there's cobwebs on him when I came back into the studio. He just has to call his wife and tell her to see you next week. Yeah, yeah. You all right back there, Jesse? All right, good. She probably somehow got knocked up again. We don't know. He's so, got some really tight pants on. I don't think. I mean, and I know yeah, tight I think, pants. I think Jester just calls those pants. <laughs> I don't know if the sitting has much to do with it, but. No. Um, Jefferson? Oh, we already. Oh, my God. Oh, All nice. Right. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Hold on. I think, did I hit the wrong. Do I have another Wait, sound effect? That's not a full beer. Look at this. I have another sound effect. Whoa. People are shocked that Ant Man's going to chug a beer now. <laughs> he needs a full beer. I Does anybody have a full one. beer for him? I bet I know who does. <laughs> David Putty. <laughs> All right, now, Ant-Man, let's, uh, let's see you chug that 16-ounce Miller Lite. Good thing he has that mask on. What's wrong with it? 
really cold. Well, the cold no. beer. All right, everyone, Everybody hates cold yeah. beer. Watch this. <laughs> hey, Watch can, you, can you put your mask back on, please? Yeah, um, I don't want you to. Yeah. Can you chug it through the mask, please? Where's your chugging mask? Uh-oh, we got some bad news for Ant-Man. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to need a second beer up here, please. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, Andrew has donated the prerequisite fifty dollars. Oh, this is amazing. I mean, you're not even through the first beer. Yeah, I'm trying, man. It is cold. Hey, can you put the mask back up, please? I have surgery tomorrow. Can you put your mask up, please? Yeah. We're not trying to spread COVID. Thank you. Oh boy, bad news for Ant Man. Oh no! <laughs> Look, Emmett. <laughs> These people are paying fifty dollars, so we you actually have to beers drink. up here. What? donate 50 to get out of one yeah yeah if you want to go in and cancel out one if you donate 50 dollars, yeah that's fine i yeah, think i think that's okay right, but that's a total of th okay but you can do with these three these three have already been done now dick did he finish his first beer no uh no how, how much about is left, two thirds of the way Two thirds, two thirds of the way. Of it, yeah. I, I, we don't take cash. No, we no, don't no. take cash. No, that's dirty oh money, please. God. No, we like that. First of all, we're trying to eliminate germs. Yeah. Your <laughs> stupid paper money, for God's sake. Also, you're not drinking, so that mask should be on. Yeah, please, can you put your mask on, please? <laughs> all right, take it. Oh, no. Bad news. Oh. Bad news. <laughs> uh, we need a fourth beer for him. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Bustles. <laughs> Bustles <laughs> just bought three more. <laughs> Big verbal nod to Sean. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's not the Sean in the room. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be that would be terrible. It'd be really bad if people in the room stopped started donating. Now, I don't think we can continue with the show until the first beer is done, at least. For yeah. God's sake. Oh, is it done? Oh, yeah, it's done. He's also got five more. All right, there's some bad news oh, on the uh, Ant Man front. Oh, that's they're coming right, in hot and heavy now. Ant Man, so you have three more after this. Big verbal nod goes out to Corey, who oh. just donated for Ant Man to drink a beer. God, I love Corey. You know, if you were Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ant-Man, you'd be uh, stuttering Razor Ramon right now after drinking all these beers. I'm not Stone Cold. That's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I'm more well said. Alexa Bliss has a six-pack. Oh, and you've got some oh, bad news coming in. Up. Here we go. Right there. Ant-Man, that's not chugging. That's sipping. Ant-Man, Jared just donated again to have you drink another beer. I love Jared. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. Jared better not ever come up here. Uh, sorry about all those... Sorry about all that uh, sub money you lost. <laughs> yeah, that was the least of your problem. <laughs> now, Tor, you hate Ant-Man. Uh, he is a guy that you don't have a lot of respect for because one time he showed you his fonts. Are you excited that he's going to drink himself to death here tonight? The Seinfeld theme just keeps on getting better and oh, better. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. you're doing that. All right. Well, here's something oh, better and better uh, for the, our listeners. I hope it's not a donation. Oh, there's another donation. All righty. Hold on. Coming in hot for Kevin. Just donated on ChadDukeShow.com. Oh, is that Kevin Smith? That'd be I hilarious. hope so. I hope it is. He uses his money very responsibly yeah, also, in my store. That's true. Also, I think he hates Ant-Man, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a big, long line. Yeah. So how many beers is that dick that he owes now? Uh, five after the one he's drinking now. Right, can we at least oh. get halfway through that next beer, Ant-Man, before we move on? I'm halfway. Okay. What's I have up, an update. Uh, yeah. Corey gave $100 for two beers. Oh, oh my Lord. goodness. This is amazing. <laughs> There's Corey. Big verbal nod goes out to Corey. Oh, also, hold on real oh, quick. There we go. There we Diver go. Danny. Diver Danny. Oh. I tell you what. Look at that. They're worried about our guy Ant-Man getting dehydrated. Yeah. You know that he works for a living. It's Monday. He's probably been sleeping under his desk for many hours today. <laughs> Remember to follow the show on social media, at Chad Dukes on Twitter, and Chad Dukes Show on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Ah, that ant man. He is the silliest of goose. Gooses. Geese? Geese. Geese. Yeah, thank you. I speak for a living. Or at least I used to. Now I just kind of do it as a hobby.
So I drift meaninglessly from task to task during the day. Ah, uh, good first, uh, good first free episode of the Chad Duke Show. A little taste of what you're going to get uh, during the week here. But um, look, even if this is all you do, subscribe, subscribe here, leave a five star review. Uh, all of that helps, and hopefully it makes uh, your day a little more joculous in nature, whether it's Spotify or it's iTunes or it's Google Play or how else do people get podcasts? I have no idea anymore. Anchor, SoundCloud. Anchor? That's a thing? Yeah. Jesus. I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to be on Anchor, but it's one of, the, one of the big ones. That's what I refer to you on the show, the Anchor. <laughs> you know, you keep us squarely where we are not moving forward no i'm i'm kidding of course tor well wherever you find the, the gd show leave a five-star review and uh subscribe and there'll be more fun stuff in the near future if you do all that it's important to the algorithms and the aggregates and the the world that i don't understand you know what i understand sitting in front of this microphone making dick jokes that's pretty much all i get everything else is a bit superfluous what more could you need or ask for? You know? I don't know. I see you on TikTok a lot. I see you swiping right on dating websites that seem to involve farm animals. I, I don't I don't understand the world you live in. There's lots of hentai. There's lots of tentacle porn. Okay, let's get this straight for the free <laughs> listeners, all right? There's no tentacles. <laughs> I don't anything know. Anything that I'm, I'm watching for my you, own You pleasure. sent a couple there's, of links there's over. There's no tentacles. I haven't sent any links. Here's some show prep. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, why is this octopus doing that to the that's, poor big-eyed girl? Oh, it's absolutely the worst. All right, very good. Uh, a reminder, live tonight, Facebook Live. If you're listening on Friday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You go to Facebook.com slash Show, and we will be right there. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we will meet you back here on, what, Monday at 2 p.m. or uh, at 7 p.m. tonight, actually. A couple of spots for you to listen to us. So uh, appreciate everybody for checking us out. And hopefully you continue to do so. Spread the word, friendos, and roll out the trash cans.